Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Girl Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down at Barstown Bourbon Company and we have the pleasure of sitting down with Mr. Nick Smith and uh, he's the head distiller here and the VP of product development. Did I get that right, Dan Calloway? Yes, sir. All right. So thanks for joining us, fellas. We greatly appreciate it. Um, huge fan of uh, Barstown Bourbon Company. Just wanted to kind of know, uh, you know, thanks for having us out. What do you guys do that's different and what's unique about Barstown from, you know, everybody else that's out there in the distillery business? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having us. Uh, we're excited to be here. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so we're, we're the modern bourbon experience. So it's a modern take on, um, you know, the, uh, a classic industry. We intentionally built the facility in Bardstown, the bourbon capital of the world. There's 11 distillery experiences within 16 miles. And what we do is put a focus on transparency, collaboration, and innovation. So you'll see that when you visit from the glass stills, you'll see it on our products, full transparency. And then with the collaboration, we found a way to combine beverage, culinary, and distilling into every piece of the business. We started distilling in September of 2016. 1.5 million proof gallons and then rapidly quadrupled in size. We're now the seventh largest whiskey distillery in the U.S., um, averaging about 334 barrels a day. So it's an incredible place, a modern take, and just a great place to be. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of guests that come through. I mean, a word I hear a lot is kind of the or saying is kind of a breath of fresh air on the bourbon trail. You know, we still have the like the honor to the tradition, art, all that, bring the science into it. But everything is clean, modern looking, and, and that's the way we want to keep it. I mean, it, you, you don't see all the mold, all the uh, stuff falling down. It, it's <laughs> like you said, it's a very, very clean, well-kept facility. And people just, they love that about us. The, the modern look to, the, to our facility is just amazing. Yeah, so, I, I, could, I couldn't agree more. The campus is just absolutely astonishing. When, when you first come in off the road... When you see the bottling line, which is new, uh, I assume you guys are getting a lot of production out there. But that walking up to the main hub, out to the rickhouse, is just absolutely breathtaking. Um, you do everything from food, tastings, tours. I mean, it's a legit campus. And, I mean, it's different from any any other, any other tour I've ever been on. So, absolutely amazing. You guys are doing great work. Yeah, Thank and you. It, it's fun to see it grow, too. I mean, we were here before the bottling facility even opened up, and that was really great. Um so to see all that just kind of take place and unfold in front of us is awesome. Now, in regards to the Discovery Series, I want to touch base on that. You guys are really unique in that there is full transparency as to what blends go into each different mash build. So do you guys want to get into a little bit on why that's so important to make sure that's there? Sure. So Discovery Series, uh, amazing product, and it, and it really represents teamwork. Um, our distilling team, Nick, Steve Nally, our master distiller, working with our executive chef, Stu Plush, our cocktail experts. We all come together. We all think about whiskey in different ways and bourbon in different ways, and we make a blend. So it's, it's, it's a blended bourbon where the final product is better than any of its individual parts. We do it like the NCA Final Four bracket where everyone can submit a blend. We blind taste everything, so you don't even know if you're tasting your blend or someone else's. We, we go through the process over the course of days. Or it could be a product off the shelf. Exactly. That's in that blind tasting that you're going right up against, That's not awesome. just a blend. Now, so. now, when you say everyone, are you talking like all employees or like a select group? Like, how does that? It, it varies. We the, the core piece that is always there is the tasting panel is going to have representatives from each department always. So we're going to have 
a chef on there, a cocktail expert, uh, a distillation expert, about 10 people usually that come together and taste this and vote on them. That's really yeah. cool. And Dan was spot on. We're taking really good bourbons and we're trying to make a great bourbon. That, that's, that's the goal of that. And I like it so much because it gets everyone involved in the company. It's not just, oh, the VP of product development gets to come out with every product or me, the distiller, that we're mm-hmm. the only two that do this. Yeah. Everybody gets involved. So it makes everyone excited about what's to come. They can submit a blend themselves. So how cool is that that they could do their own blend for the products we have available and what if there's wins? You know, we've had a, a visitor experience win the blend, and that's really neat. And, you know, they're excited. So every person that comes in when that blends, you know, on the shelf to be able to buy, and they're in retail there, I created this blend. You know, that's really neat and gets them excited about the product. And I like it because, in my opinion, everyone's palate is different. Everyone has a different palate. So the more people we can get on the tasting panel to taste these blends, the better product we're going to come out with when everyone agrees on the final one. So how do I get on the tasting panel? That's <laughs> <laughs> the same thing as I, I might have a position open on the night shift. If you're interested, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> we'll be here. So, so do you have a list of like, so on the fusion and discovery, because those are the, the main two that have the blends. Do you have mm-hmm. the list of the, or the employee or the team member that picked that blend? Like, do you have a, is that like showcase somewhere? I mean, it's not obviously on the bottle, but it's like, Hey, Dan did number two, Nick did number three, or, or whatever. Blending it's, Hall of Fame. It's uh, <laughs> more on-site. That'd be more inside baseball, I'd say, you know. Uh, you yeah. get here. Uh, the person that made it will certainly let you know when, you, when you're when you on-site. And um, But we, we really try to focus on the teamwork of it rather than highlight any specific individual. Um, it's teamwork. It's a team process. And then what I truly like to focus on is the transparency at the end. So this blend that one will be right on the label. You think you go in a grocery store, right? And you know every ingredient of what you're purchasing. You go in a liquor store, you don't know anything. What we're doing is putting the mash bill, source of distillation, and the age right on the label so you can see what went into the blend. And the consumer's smart these days. And, I mean, we're not trying to fool anybody here. We just recently had our five-year anniversary here. So if you look at the Discovery Series, the transparency we have on it, number six has a seven-year, a 17-year, and 11-year make up that blend. Obviously, we weren't here to make any of that product. So once again, it is Discovery Series, so we're discovering those products, good bourbons, and making them into a great bourbon. So the transparency, a lot of people that do do, you know, source bourbons and things like that, they don't put it anywhere on the bottle. You would think that they made that product. And so we let let the consumer know that, yes, we purchased this product. It's a really good bourbon but we made it a great bourbon by doing these blends all together as a team. I, yeah. I do like puzzles. So I do like looking at the label and trying to figure out and doing all the little clues. Like I, yeah. I have a, a little thing on my phone, like I can go through mash bills and you know, it's just like, it's all, it's fun. So it's, it's a conversation piece as, as well. Cause you can take that, you can sample and be like, Oh, it's like, I'm getting a little bit of this, you know? And yeah. like I said, it's, I've never had a bad discovery. I mean, yeah. or fusion. Obviously. I agree. And, and fusion to me is the special one. Cause it has the, the big difference between fusion and discovery is that fusion majority is our product off our stills. We do a lot of custom distillation. So we're making bourbon for about 54 different companies because of that. We're not forced to make a gin, a vodka or come out with a two-year bourbon right we're, we're financially secure where we can wait until our product gets five six years old before it comes out we want 
you guys to try it though. So we put it in the Fusion Series, which now is 70% three-year bourbon off our stills, balanced on this kind of bed of aged 11-year product. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea when you're going to go 100%? It's close. You're, 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 I mean, you said you're five years, right? You're, all our products are turning five years as we yeah. speak. So, so yeah. is there like a goal like at the five, six year, seven year? We, or just We let taste, right? Nick, Steve? Yeah. We were, I mean, originally we all looked at the six year mark. That's what we wanted to do. Um, of course, we've got some rye whiskey recipes that, you know, age a little bit faster. So might come out with a rye whiskey a little earlier than that. Uh, but yeah, so we're just... Whenever we're ready, we'll be ready. Who knows? Maybe we'll tease everybody, and it, maybe we'll make it eight years, and you'll have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. No, but. Okay, so, ne- so, so, so next week, Danny's going to post on a, a Facebook or an Instagram. No. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is our standard tour, and this is we do this, no one else does. We, we create these immersive experiences. Our standard tour, you come and take. At the end, you get to thieve out of a barrel and try our 100%, you know, our product around three, four years and see where it's at. So, yep, cool. That's a pretty, pretty cool experience, after all. All right, so anyway, next time, we're going to be in the brick house. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, but that's not after the only this, tour, we go to the brick right? house. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, Dan's got uh, – go ahead, Dan. Yeah, He's we, got tours, I mean, something for every type of thing you'd like to do at a distillery. Yeah, with, when – you know, we had an opportunity to build the visitor center, opened in 2019, and create a variety of experiences using culinary. The thought would be immersive. You're tasting, you're touching, you're smelling, so – we have a honey spot barrel thieving where you go deep into the rickhouse and try three different mash bills right out of the barrel and compare, contrast. Uh, last week, we debuted our Blind Tasting 101, which is all sensory. Um, goes through grain, proof, age. Uh, we do cocktail classes, paired flights with Chef Stew, all kinds of incredible experiences. I give a tour once a month. Yeah, head of the class. Yeah. So mine's like a behind the scenes. You know, we have the, the normal tour path that the regular tour do. Mine lasts about two and a half to three hours. So wow. we, we go off the beaten path, and it's 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 scheduled for an hour and a half. So I, I think always, it's more three and a half yeah. to four. What was I, the name of the teacher from head of the class? <laughs> trying to remember that television show. So I get a little uh, little into it when I, when I get talking about distilling. So like I said, it's off the beaten path. They get to see from the very beginning all the way to the very end of the process, and we go through everything. So so it's really, really neat to her. And, and then Steve gives one once a month as well, Steve Nally. Yeah. Yep. So one thing I love about the campus is, and I'm piggybacking kind of the early things that Danny was talking about, was the fact that your buildings look like nobody else's. I mean, it's it's all state-of-the-art. It's, you know, beautifully. The architecture's done great. Um, I actually recently found out one of the nonprofits that I'm doing some work with actually uses the exact same architect as you guys. So we're super excited about, you know, what they're going to come up with for, for that for that building and project that we're doing in southern Indiana. So it's kind of no, neat to see that in, in that aspect of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. With that, I really like to highlight the work of uh, Busick Construction, um, who you know as building all the rickhouses in the state. This is the first distillery they built. Um, worked with Joseph and Joseph, the architect, and we've actually had the same weekly construction meeting since the very beginning and have never stopped building. They've yeah. never since 2013. Every Wednesday at 9 a.m. they have the construction meeting, and like you said, when's the last time you were here? It was right before Bodling was yeah. put up. Yeah. Every time well, you come, there seems to be something new here. You know, we have what the outdoor bars outside here right now. It probably wasn't here last time. No, you it were wasn't. Here. And I said that. You know, the <laughs> the, the Rick houses that we're we're putting up right in front of. There's the like two or three of those. They're going up. We'll have a new, uh, modern, neat, different design to those that you haven't seen before as well. So we're we're doing neat new stuff. And like I said, Buzix has not left since day one. They're here every day. <laughs> they're always building it, and 
They might never leave. So they love you guys. They probably just have an <laughs> office upstairs. They probably hit, like built in secret offices upstairs that are like permanent, and I'm you just sure. don't know about it. <laughs> probably. No, I really did. I came here and I was like, that outdoor bar wasn't here last time, but that's really cool. <laughs> So one of my favorite things has been the collaborative series, like everything from Copper and Kings to the Chateau, um, the and I might be saying this wrong, the Pave Piper, yeah. you know, all those type of things. Um, those all always seem to come out just fun and unique. So, which one's your favorite? You know, do you, do you have a favorite child or that type of thing? And, and then, uh, is there anything coming out that we need to know about? Yeah, well, the collaborative series to me is is such a cool program. Um, it's it's been from the beginning. You know, it's one of our core tenets is being collaborative. So this is us working with another brewery, winery, distillery, someone we're excited about and we love their products. You know, we started out of the gate with Copper and Kings, great relationship with them, taking bourbon and putting it in a barrel that was previously used for another wine beer or spirit. So we've done some great ones with Prisoner Wine. Um, we've done Armagnac, the Ferrand Cognac just came out, great Goodwood beer finishes. And then we've got a ton in barrel right now on deck. Um, the one that's coming out in January will be Founders KBS Stout with Plantation Rum right behind it. So Wow. Yeah, very cool. And then uh, I do need to touch on a project Nick's working on. Uh, we've got a lot of cool things in the hopper, but Nick's working on his, I don't know, premier blend that we're going to come up with and put in Mizanara here pretty soon. Yes, so we do have some Mizanara oak barrels here and uh, been here a little too long. Me and Danny need to get working on that. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do a blend uh, looking at some of the products that we have available to work with and put a blend together and finish off in some Mizanara oak barrels. So that'll be one of my I guess next things and a VP of new product development over here. Danny, oh, yeah. So Did you guys get like new Mizanara oak barrels or? Yes, like, these what, are what? new ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you guys done anything, or, or is there anything sitting in the Rick House with like I think it's called Arbriana or Aubriana? Umbriana, Umbriana. Not currently. No, no, not no. Current. but not currently. Uh, we've got a project with ISC, and then I'm starting one with West Virginia Great Barrel mm-hmm. Company, which is they they mirror us in a lot of ways. Modern uh, cooperage, looking at some really cool different wood options, a lot of technology, innovation. Yeah, because they they infrared char everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do a lot of customization with that. Exactly. And then Amar and Anino, that's going to be a funky one for yeah. us. Uh, got some barrels going with them and all kinds of things. That plantation rum should be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming along great. Uh, you know, they uh, same same ownership as Ferrand. Great yeah. relationship. And that, that process was truly collaborative. They flew out. They were on here, uh, on site, working on it together. And, and that's what makes these special is it's, it's two brands that, that – line up and want to make a great product yeah which is awesome yeah and when you look at the bottles i mean that shows itself you talk about the transparency of it you know it doesn't just say barstown bourbon company right on the front it has their company as well the deco on the back of the bottle when you look through it celebrates them so it's celebrating two companies together that's one of my favorite aspects of the bottle is like the ghost emblem as you look through it or mm-hmm. however you wanted the embossing. I mean, it's just super cool, like really classy. The bottle all by itself is really classy. The bottles are always classy. They always yeah. look great. Who, who does your all's glass work or is that something? Uh, Saver glass. Saver yeah. glass. Saver. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I just love the fact that you can look through, especially on the collaborative series and yeah. kind of see their logo or something that kind of fits to that, to that bottle. And then I'd love to touch on, you know, we, we talked about the fusion the Discovery Blend, the Collaborative Series, and then this year we just came out with a really special program, our Distillery Collection, which is only available on-site. There's no liquor store that carries it, no bar that carries it. 
This is a rotating series um, of rare releases, distillery only. The one you have in front of you right now is the triple blend stave finish. Yeah. Three different series of blends. An American whiskey with staves with some 17-year bourbon all coming together. Really special release. Yeah, it was a really interesting blend that you guys put on there. And it was, uh, if you guys ever come down here to the distillery, they always show you the blend and the the method behind the madness for some creations like that, which is always awesome. And yeah. another experience that comes with the distillery collection is the over in the warehouse, we have the fill your own bottle as yeah. well. So usually for the distillery collection, that's when we use the fill your own bottle. If you're on a tour, like said, fill your own bottle, put the label on it, you write on it, everything like that. And really neat experience. That's, that's fun to do things like that. And then kind of to transition a little bit, with your uh, distillery series is I know you guys do some contract distilling for mm. around here and you have a state of the art bottling line, which is beautiful. Uh, do you guys want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I, I can touch on all that. So the, the contract distilling, uh, I think we've distilled, we have, I believe 35 or six customers on board right now. We've had about 50 in total since we've been here. Um, and we've done, trying to think how many mash bills i'm up to now in the five years i I believe i've done over 60 mash bills since we've been here so really unheard of and so dan touched on our expansion we started 2016 few customers on board and you know the collaborative distilling is uh what the reason we don't have to come out with flavored moonshines or a two-year-old product so cash flow positive day one by producing for other people they're paid by the barrel or by the proof gallon um you know you have three-year contracts five-year contracts um, we try to split everything up by quarters if we can. That way they're putting barrels away each quarter for when they pull those barrels out. They have barrels going in each season. And it's really neat and it makes my job really fun. So we still produce for ourselves, but we might change recipes. We might run seven recipes in seven days for different people on small right. runs. Um, but I love it because I'm not running the same product every single day. And uh, that, that's what makes my job neat. And I get to work with other master distillers. I get to work with other head distillers. You know, I am some company's uh, master distiller and head <laughs> distiller. So it, it's, it's really neat. And uh, like you said, uh, I absolutely love it. It makes, I get to do research on different grains, different products, uh, mash bills I've never ran before. No one here has ever ran before and, and work with other distillers hand in hand. And with our um, growth that we've had, it's bourbon is booming. And Right now, we're sold out through 2024 on our contract distillation. That's, so, all, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's uh probably means another expansion coming in, in the near future or so. But it's uh yeah, yeah the it, it's a great program, and um, you know the customers are happy, and it makes our job really fun every day. So it's, going through all those different you know mash bills, you said 60 mm-hmm. um, or more. Is, is there one that kind of stands out to you? Yeah, like because obviously you haven't tasted it after it's been in the barrel for forever. But like, is there like a sixty percent, you know, corn, twenty five percent rye? You know, that, that look, man, that that tastes that tasted way better than I thought it was going to taste. Yeah. You know, than coming off the still than what it is. Yeah, I mean, myself, I've become a lot more of a wheat fan. Uh, you know, I, I didn't run a whole lot of wheat before where I came from. You know, I was with Jim Beam before not a whole lot of wheat products there that's more of a maker's mark type deal is the wheat and uh coming here with steve nally came from maker's mark big wheat guy so that was the first recipe we ran was wheat and i started you know working with wheat a whole lot more and i've really started to enjoy the distillate of those weeded products and some of the recipes i've ran that i've really liked that had higher wheat we have a four grain recipe that i created that i really like that's corn rye wheat and malted barley higher on the wheat side of things instead of the rye side that's kind of one of my unique 
favorites that that I have that I've done. That sounds pretty pretty That's fantastic. Pretty awesome. So, yeah. like, right, if someone wanted to get started in this, right, they would reach out to you guys. You would set up a meeting mm-hmm. and kind of go from there because it's it's very interesting, right? Everyone thinks, oh, in order to start a brand or a distillery, right, we have to build a beautiful building, spend lots of money, have a really rich friend, the whole nine yards. So kind of walk us through how we've been able to integrate more people into this program. Yeah, and it, it's different. Every customer is completely different. So like you said, we have some customers that are, are little craft distillery. Is it better for them to expand their facility or to spend money on source distillate that can all be done what we can run in one day, what they might run in one year, you know, what's better for their business. And then you have ones that are startups, you know, they don't have a distillery at all. They're they're like, we're just going to create a label. We'll lay down barrels with you all. Once it's of age, we'll have that label. We'll do it like that. And then you've also got the big dogs, you know, the ones that are producing millions and millions of proof gallons, but they need that extra little bit to hit their goals. And we produce for them as well. So, Every customer it comes through is completely different. Some need the full package. You know, we, we bring them in, they have no idea what they want, you know. So we'll give them a tasting, you know, wheat whiskey, wheat bourbon, rye bourbon, rye whiskey, four grain of all the distillates. Find their profile, dial it in from there. What do you want to do different from other people? Matters where they're from. You know, I've got some customers that, let's say, one in Arkansas. You know, he has a little distillery there. Well, he wants the most similar product he can have. We bring in his Arkansas corn and his Arkansas wheat to be able to make the most similar product to what he's making awesome. down at his facility. That's really so, cool. So every customer is different. Like I said, ones that aren't in the business don't know as much about it. We have a team here that could do it all from distilling to hospitality if they want tours or single barrel picks to bottling to compliance, all the legal, all the finance, every single part of it that we have somebody that's great at that position and could do that for that customer. So that's the one thing that I feel like makes you guys really, really unique is the fact that you guys are full service from contract distilling all the way to, you know, doing your own and, and, and being able to do these collaboration series and being able to, you know, make your own make and, and, and all those things. It, it just sets you guys just far apart from a lot of the other people that y'all are working with or that are in the industry with you guys. And we like helping each other do it. So it's, you know, there's no, that's not my job mentality mm-hmm. here. It, that's, so that's really uh, weird that that's how the bourbon industry works. Like, I mean, even like I, I heard stories, you know, when Heaven Hill had the fire, like, you know, five or six different distilleries came to him like, hey, how can we help? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's a weird like brotherhood that goes along with bourbon and, and, and that's really unique. And I think we see it on this kind of the secondary market slash, you know, the, the market that we all sit in and all these different bourbon clubs and things to that nature. But it's. It's really unique to think that companies help each other that much as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So I, got, I, I always like to ask a couple of fun questions, and we're in this fantastic room. It literally, if, if, if you've never been here in this tasting room, there's everything in this room that I've, I've seen in forever, like everything from Four Roses to Oak Crow Chessman's and uh, their Discovery Series, and there's some crazy old bottles of J.W. Damp behind me, I'm pretty sure. So... <laughs> Can you tell me a little story about this room? Yes. And, and well, I thought it was. I thought you were going to be like, everyone go grab a bottle and we'll try it together. And then I, we'll I don't think see, they're going to let us see, do that. that. But if they will, we can go with that. <laughs> that. That's what I heard. I heard. I heard uh, that too. Scott was buying pours <laughs> with whatever we choose. I heard that too. No, this is this is my favorite room oh, on the yeah. trail. Uh, so this is over four hundred bourbons and ryes dating back to eighteen ninety two. So it starts with the top corner, Cedarbrook uh, McBrayer Distilling. Um, just an incredible bottle. 
um, his nephew is the great grandfather Dixon Dadman, you know, uh, big figure in the industry. Goes through prohibition. A lot of the bottles, uh, some of my favorites, still have the prescription on the back. So it'll say tablespoonful every three hours. Yeah. And then, what do you uh, think a copay would be for that right now? <laughs> oh, a tablespoon every three hours, though. I think I could go for that. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you've got your true Stitzel Weller juice lined up. Incredible stuff. The 1969 Old Crow Chessman. I really love just going around this room and looking at the different marketing, looking at the labels, um, looking at how they were advertising and selling the product at the time. And of course, it tastes great, too. So, yeah. Just the history in this room, like when you look at some of these bottles, going through like the different color glass, the sizes, you know, when when you realize some of them, you know, pre-World War One, World War Two, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the history and the legacies behind some of these brands, you know, some of these you won't even see anymore. I mean, it, I mean, they're true oh, relics. Of course, yeah. Um, so just part of being a modern company is understanding where you came from. And this is what this room does is shows you the history of bourbon and, and all its developments and changes. We do private events in here, private dinners, just a special place to be. Yeah. If anybody loses me during the tour, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You could definitely 100% be here. So are you a bourbon or a rye guy? Uh, depends on the day. Usually a bourbon. Usually a bourbon? Usually a bourbon. Always a bourbon. Always a bourbon? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm leaning more towards rye these days. I don't know. Of course you there, are. There, there always has to be a black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> there always has to be a black sheep. God. All right. How'd you drive down here? With if you've them? ever made a rye whiskey, you'd definitely be more of a bourbon fan, too. So, everybody, <laughs> so it, it's funny. All the distillers say that. They're like, rye whiskey just it clogs up the steel. Oh, yeah. It causes it's so many sticky, heartaches. nasty grain. And, you have to clean the equipment more often, and it doesn't yield as much. So your numbers go down as well. So, yeah. So distillers are definitely going to choose bourbon over rye whiskey. <laughs> Does wheat cause the same issues? No, not as bad. Not so, as bad? Yeah. So that's cool. So, hey, we, we, we've got three different pours here. If you don't mind, tell us what we're drinking and, and that type of thing. And we'll sip this and we'll just continue to talk about other things that Bardstown's doing great. And then that way uh, we can, you know, kind of be like, oh, this is great and let people know what we're, what we're sipping on. Sure thing. The first one is our fusion series that we talked about. It's a fusion of the younger and the old, right? R is at 70% three-year, 30% sourced. More importantly, though, it's a fusion of perspective, all the different perspectives we have in this roof, uh, under this roof coming together. Um, Fusion will always sit kind of between that 95 to 100 proof. It's known for being balanced, smooth, just a great finish. Uh, great sipper, works awesome in cocktails. I always, this is my go-to. I always, this is more my palate, my style, especially the early on series that were a lot fruitier and sweeter mm-hmm. and smooth and mellow. And that's my drinking style. I don't like that deep Kentucky hug that's going to burn for a whole long time. I'm not a big cast strength guy myself, uh, but sweet, fruity, smooth and mellow on the way down. Fusion, like he said, everyday sipper is, is where I put that at. And it's one of my favorites for, for the series that we release. So so this is Fusion number six. Number it, looks, six. it looks like we have a, a, a grayish blue label, and I think retails like around 50 bucks. Yeah, maybe a little north, 59.99 in our... And you can find this at most stores. At, Absolutely. Yeah. And then the next one, same approach, right, uh, uh, to blending and, and the teamwork. Discovery we talked about, all sourced. Uh, this is the newest release, Discovery number six. It's the first one we've done that's Indiana... Kentucky and Tennessee, so three states. And I think what we'll see is Discovery continuing to evolve and kind of spread out as we go. Uh, to me, this Discovery is kind of the 
smoothest, you know, uh, easiest, but super complex, oaky, aged pour. So Discovery it's, Six, what what's the blend on this? Is it like a 14 and a 16-year? Uh, see from memory here. 68% uh, Kentucky, 11-year, but it's really 12-year. It's kind of hard to, to guess ahead on the labels because the barrels turn a year, so you always want to play it safe, go one lower. Um, and then it's 16% Tennessee, 17-year, and 16% uh, Indiana, 7-year, which is really 8-year. Gotcha. That's pretty good. But I was you, saying, if you're going to look on the back uh, of the bottle and look at that or not, you, you got that one spot on. <laughs> if you have any uh, four left, Discovery Series four. Four is amazing. Four was, oh, yeah. the blend was our executive chef, Stu Plush. And to me, four is the ultimate celebration of Kentucky. So it's 10, 13, and 15 year Kentucky bourbon. And I think from four is where we're going to start to spread out. So good. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. if you had to choose your favorite Discovery batch. Uh, you know what's funny is I did this when we had four of them we did it with a couple people and we proofed them all the same and blind tasted them uh the dark horse is is one if you bring down the proof proof. on one uh one comes out a little hot but when you proof it down it's uh it's amazing we haven't done it we need to do it again with all six be happy to help you with that are we going to set that up afterwards yeah yeah, sure (laughs) i'm a number uh as is in the bottle for fusion and discovery series three was my spot on i like series three fusion was was probably my favorite of the fusion and discovery like i said but i did do the Someone told me to proof down number one and number two on the discovery, and number one was excellent. I, I guess down. everyone's going to so be looking really for good. number one now. So, uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah. Discovery, for me, Discovery 4 is absolutely fantastic, but two is my favorite still. Two's I, rich. 10, 12, 14-year Kentucky yeah, is yeah, great. It's, it, it's absolutely delicious. Um, but uh, the fusions, I, I think I'm more like a fusion, like two or three guy. I'm, I'm kinda, it's fun. I, yeah. So the big delineation on fusion, there's two big separators on fusion. The first three fusion use our core products that we'll come out with in 23. So our rye bourbon and our wheat bourbon. Fusion started taking off, so we had to make the decision, hey, let's take these core products out of it so we have enough to sell when they become six years old. So after three, it switches to different recipes, which makes it very creative. And then starting with five, it goes to 70% ours, 30% sourced. It used to be a 60-40, now it's 70-30. Gotcha. So you're increasing your mm-hmm. lot in every single mm-hmm. product as you go and forward. And like he said, that we had our 20% wheat recipe and 36% rye recipe in those first three that we released. And we need to hold the rest of those barrels back to do on their own when we release them at five or six years whenever we do that. So. I've always been a big, huge fan of uh, Fusion. It's one of those, I, I like to call it like the party taker. So mm-hmm. you take it, you can have it neat, you have a story behind it, it's really nice. But it's one of those if you see someone mix it, and you do bourbon however you do bourbon, but it's one of those like mix it, drink, you know, do it, and, and you know there's a conversation piece. So Fusion's always for 50 bucks, solid pour every day, Absolutely. all day. Yeah. And uh, I will say seven that's coming out in January is probably my favorite one we've done. It's got five different recipes in it, so... Wow, stay tuned. You guys are getting crazy now. <laughs> crazy. All right, and the last one is the... Is the stave finish. So I'll give you a brief rundown. It starts as an American whiskey. It's a triple blend. So it starts as a 51% rye, a 95% rye, and a 12-year Kentucky bourbon. So it's not a bourbon. It's not a rye. It's an American whiskey. Then the second blend is a blend of staves. And uh, staves can be misunderstood. It's own, It's all natural. It's heat and oak right so if you char something quickly it's going to get a lot of those 
barrel notes. Uh, we, working with ISC, we did a 48-hour toast on some staves. It gets super confectionery, sugar, marshmallow. We did four different staves, uh, spice, confectionery, sugar, uh, vanilla, and char at a different percentage. Then we took all of that and blended that finished product with 17-year bourbon. So it's a triple blend stave finish, only available here. Hmm. That's pretty unique. Um, so you said four, st- four different staves? Yep. The uh, char, the spice, vanilla, and uh, one more. Confectionary Good. sugar. So All this done is, by Mr. Callaway. No, here. T- did, you, did you go to ISC and actually like, we, char them? Yeah, we went to ISC. We worked uh, really closely with them on picking out, because they have about, I don't know, really 100 different stave flavorings mm-hmm. they can really offer. So we worked on the blend together. And then our visitors experience team worked on putting the uh, rye, the original American whiskey together, which was great. I always think it's like Mordor over there at ISC or like Kelvin, like flames are everywhere. Hoops are flying across your head. It's crazy. Yeah. It's good. good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. You're that. not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's delicious. That's really smooth. So is that more of a watered down proof? Like was it 118 when it came off or is that, are these no, going to be it, batch proof? Very it's funny. Similar to discovery. The 17 year when we use it that we have access to is actually a very low proof. So whenever we blend that in, uh, the products usually stay cast strength, but it brings down the total proof. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So I got a question. Listen, the more you talk, the less we drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I asked this question already, sort of, but uh, favorite mash bill? You, you've you've given yours, Nick. I mean, you kind of said that four grand. Yeah, you said things. you love rye so much. <laughs> you just love it. Five. I like drinking it a lot more than I like making it. I'll say that. But yeah, he's biased. <laughs> yeah, some rye whiskey is not so bad, but it, the very high ones, the, the ninety-five rye, five percent malted barley. That's a that's a sticky mess. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a hundred percent a sticky mess. What What about you, Danny? Uh, I'm with Nick. The four grain and um, the one I have tried a lot because I mainly try things on on the back end, right? So I know what we have in barrel. We're working on the fusions and stuff. We have a four grain that's just spectacular. It's uh, 60 corn, 26 rye, 10 wheat, 4 malted barley. I think it's versatile. Mm-hmm. It's That's probably my favorite mash bill we make, but I need to drink more of this one he's talking about. That's a new one. So. <laughs> I think I need to try more of the <laughs> one he's talking about. So, is there a favorite overall collaboration that you all have done? Like the Chateau, the Copper and Kings? A lot of people say the Apple Brandy Copper and Kings. Really? So it's good. A, that's, that's yeah. one it's delicious. Of my so good. The MGP. And I don't like Apple very, you know, I'm not a big Apple person, you know, it, but that, it, it just, it was perfect. I thought it was, it was just right about. Yeah. The Ferran that just came out, obviously the Labod has a lot of hype around it. I think it's fantastic. Um, and then the ones we have in barrel right now, I'm very excited about. The Founders KBS Stout is tasting stellar. That, yeah. that sounds amazing. Sounds awesome. I, yeah. I still think the sleeper we had, I think, on the podcast a few weeks ago was that Goodwood. Yeah, the Goodwood honey. The honey is an 11-year MGP. And yeah. then the, the walnut works perfectly with Tennessee. So they're totally different beers, different finishes. Honey ale, I would say, is the sleeper. Honey was very yeah. good. Was good. The honey is fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. Um 
So I, I've n- never owned a bottle of the Chateau, but I've I've drank plenty. You're of not going to get one here by but asking I, for it. I'm not asking for it. We, I was just saying I've never I've never owned one. Well, so the bad. I news tried is, and I missed out. Th- there are security cameras and guards on site. We did four barrels. We, we will check the bag. We Scott. did four total <laughs> barrels the first time with them, and that's why it's so hard to find. Yeah. It was only four barrels. Right. Fortunately, we have thirty barrels aging right now. Nice. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah, it was one of those funny things. Can that, we just like, get a barrel? I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> can, can there be twenty nine and just like one barrel missing? I mean, I, I watched the the show Heist or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> if, if one barrel goes missing, just I'll look the other way. <laughs> so, so twenty speak. other people will not look the other way, but yeah. he'll look the other. way. I, I think we can fit it in your trunk, right? We can fit it in the car <laughs> trunk. I don't think it's going to fit. They're hundred gallon <laughs> barrels. Matt, Matt, you have your SUV. I do have the SUV. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of single barrels, that that's kind of the newest hottest thing right like everybody loves a single barrel they they love to be able to go out to the rick house pick you know what they've got you all lay out six or ten barrels whatever that looks like things like that does barstown have like anything like that coming in the near future you think oh yeah and and we do currently it's just very limited we do six per market and they're futures programs so you come you select it and then it will be released once we come out with our core product it won't come out ahead of our core product we can't let people take a one-year-old barrel when and we haven't released that product yet and then they have it out everywhere this one-year-old bourbon that they got from barstown bourbon company so it's it's kind of not a deposit program but like he said futures have to wait on it uh they can get samples of it whenever they want uh, mm-hmm. If they want to make a change, I guess, when it does come of age, they're able to do that as well. So we said it's like a futures program, and we have a lot of technology built into that as well with the app and, and everything where they can check on that barrel, it's, see how it's doing, see where it's at, GPS location in the warehouse, the barometric pressure, temperature, yield of the barrel, all the specs in our ignition program follow that app for everything that went into making that one barrel. So mm-hmm. it reminds me a little, uh, I mean, reminds me a little bit of the Maker's Mark program where you kind of track your age and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if someone wants a single barrel, a private barrel, uh, do they reach out to you or, I mean, how does, how does that process work? Yeah. So we just hired um, recently Vince Metcalf now oversees our single barrel program. Awesome guy. Um, came up through the visitor's center and then Herb Henneman is our EVP of sales and marketing. And the best way to go through it though, is just reach out to your state manager or just, you know, just come to me directly. Dan Kelly, I'll put you in touch with the person. That sounds like a plan. Now with with the bottles, are you just going to maintain, like are you going to do, so you have your distiller's collection with like this nice gold embossing laser engraving Mm -hmm. on the front. You have your collab with that nice ghost label or ghost embossing on the back. Is there going to be something different with the single barrel labeling that differentiates it between your distillers, your collabs? Your fusion and stuff like that, uh, like undecided. We're just have, it's so funny. We had a conversation an hour ago about this. Right now, we are dialing in on our core releases, a hundred percent distilled on site. We're designing the colors, um, the glass design, all of that. As soon as we square that up, we'll turn our focus to the single barrel. They're obviously going to cover it in wax and put a really I, cool I, sticker on it. I was going to say obviously what they're going to do. I was going to say, can I dip yeah. the bottle like full bottle in wax? As long as you yeah. don't let it drip down the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no drips, right? Yeah. yeah, no drips. Not a red. No yeah. red drips. No red drips. Either. Whatever it is, it'll be our take. It'll be Bardstown Bourbon Company. It'll be mm-hmm. modern. It'll be transparent. It'll be unique. Can we do wax and stickers and the whole like thing figurines and like... The like, full wax bottle. <laughs> Only Lego figurines. <laughs> but to do something that's technology-based and Revenge of the Nerds based. Yeah. <laughs> that's the plan. I, I think you just have your new design team right here. Okay. By, okay. by, by the way, we are your tasting design... Just hire us, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. 
<laughs> They're only sold in backpacks that you can carry <laughs> in airports. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up for you guys for respect of your time and things to that nature. And then hopefully if, if you have some time, maybe we can sneak into the Rick house and try a couple things or something Sounds like great. that. Um, how do they find you guys? If, you, if they want to come to Barstown Bourbon Company, how do they do it? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Social media, all that good stuff. BarstownBourbon.com, number one place to go. You can get your tours, your restaurant uh, reservations, everything there. Then on Instagram, Barstown Bourbon Co., I'm Danny Bardstown, and you've got BBC Whiskey Nick right here. Please change that. BBC Whiskey <laughs> Nick. That's a great name. BBC I mean, Whiskey Nick. It's got everything in there. I mean, our company, it's got my whiskey, and it's got my name. Just, what could be wrong? Just, just don't say it super fast or, or say it when you're intoxicated. Yeah, I was about to say, if you say it when you're intoxicated, you're going to be in a really bad situation. There. BBC Nisky <laughs> Whiskey Nick. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so this is Bourbon Barrel Talk. If you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those good things. You can also email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. Um, this is Scott signing off with uh, Nick, Matt, Nick. Whiskey Nick. Whiskey Nick. <laughs> and Danny B. And Danny Bardstown. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Peace out, you guys. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.